Thank you for listening, and we hope this message will strengthen and help you in your walk with God. So we're going to open our Bibles up to Proverbs chapter 18. He's just done such a wonderful job with it that I just thought, well, I think I'll jump in on that. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips shall he be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So I've been meditating on this, and I've been thinking about this, because I've been thinking about all that pastor's been teaching on this. And I started thinking about the word that death and life are in the power the power of the tongue. It's the care that you could read it. Death and life are in the authority of the tongue. What you put in charge, what you decide to do, what comes out of your own mouth, those are the words that you are under. You're under the authority of the words you are speaking. So what words are you speaking? Do you want how you're living right now? Change your words. Some words, the same word in uh, Genesis, and I want you to stay in Proverbs, but I want us to look at Genesis 16 for a second. Because I thought most of our problems are what we're speaking and saying and what we're living under, and we have to change that in order to live in the blessings. So in uh, Genesis chapter 16, there's an interesting thing here. It says uh, in verse 6, this is when Hagar and uh, Sarah, Sarah got real ticked at Hagar because she had Abraham's child. And uh, verse 8, verse 6 says, But Abraham said unto Sarai, Behold, thy maid is in thy hand. Do to her as it pleases thee. And when Sarah dealt hardly with her, she fled from her face. And the angel of the Lord found her by a fountain of water in the wilderness by the fountain in the way to Shur. And he said, Hagar, Sarah's maid, whence comest thou? And whither wilt thou go? And she said, I flee from the face of my mistress, Sarai. And the angel of the Lord said unto her, Return to thy mistress and submit thyself under her hands or under her power or under her authority. It's the same word as power. It's the same word that is in death and life or in the power, the authority. And really what it's saying here, we've got, we'll end up submitting to the words that we are speaking. We come under the authority or the words that we speak out of our mouths. So it says death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. So you look at that, and these words that we are speaking, and that we're having to submit to, and we're having to deal with, that we blame sometimes on the enemy, you know, it's what we're agreeing with. And we can agree with death, or we can agree with life. And that's easy to read and say, but there are so many times we are taking hold of death when it comes to us personally in our personal lives, what we're speaking out of our mouths, 
You know, if the enemy comes and whispers in our ears and tell us that we're failures or that you're never going to get something or it's never going to work, you're living under the authority of those words when you speak them out. You're giving in to those words, and you're agreeing with the death cycle. You're agreeing with the enemy instead of agreeing with the life cycle. The life cycle. So it's your choice what you do. And then it says, and they that love it, and that really means what you have an appetite for. What do you have an appetite for? Think about that. What do you love or what is your appetite? What are you filling yourselves with? You are going to eat the fruit, and that word fruit means the consequences of your speech. You're being filled with the consequences of your speech, good or evil, death or life. And, and the Word of God says, you know, that you choose life or you choose death. This is how you choose life and this is how you choose death is by the authority of your words. By what words do you speak? Because those words have enough power to bring to pass whatever you speak, good or bad, and you're eating the fruit of it. You have an appetite for it. Isn't that interesting? You have an appetite for those things that you're speaking. You know, you, you like maybe a good peach or something, and it tastes good, and you have an appetite for it. Well, that goes along with things that we have an appetite for that's contrary to the Word of God. Or we have an appetite, you know, because we want our own way. We have an appetite for maybe uh, not obeying God or wanting our own to do the, our will and not God's will. That's an appetite. And you love that and you will eat the fruit of what you say. Hallelujah. So let's look at Matthew 8. I mean, you know, pastor said something, and I didn't look the scripture up, and I said it myself, you know, that Jesus said about John the Baptist, he, he was one of the greatest prophets, but he's a, we're a prophet of our own lives by what we say. We are prophesying our own lives, and when we choose to speak life, whether we see it or not, whether, you know, we feel it or not, whether we feel good enough or not, whether we feel worthy enough, we've got to get in agreement with what God says so that those words that we start living under the authority of those words instead of living under the authority of the evil one. We've got to begin to shift and change our word cycle that life begins to come out of us in a way that it never has before. To change the situations. Now, we know that, but we, I don't believe, had thoroughly understand the authority that we've given to the words that we speak. Like with sickness and disease, what words come out of our mouth? Do we agree with the sickness or, and disease? Or do we agree with what God says? So what's coming out? What words are we living under the authority of? 
What words are we submitting to? What words are we giving way to in our lives that are taking our authority, taking it away from us because we're giving it over to death instead of life? You know, if we really would think about our words where death and life are concerned, we'll, we'll understand why we're eating the fruit of some things, why some things are going on in our lives and it takes longer to get breakthroughs because it's so hard sometimes for us to call things to be not as though they are, to say what God's saying and quit saying what the enemy says. Quit saying what death, think of it as a death cycle, a death sentence that you put on yourself. God's not putting it on you. We put it on ourselves when we agree, when we agree with sickness and we begin to speak how our bodies feel and we go in that cycle and then we get in a cycle. Now, I'm, I'm not saying the first time you say it. I'm saying to where it's overtaking you and you're beginning to eat the fruit of it. You're in that place that you believe that this can't change. That the only change that will happen is it's going to get worse. So we've got a decision to make. Are we going to speak life? Are we going to get out of the death cycle and into the life cycle? That's why God said, "Choose." I'm going to tell you what to choose. Choose life. Choose that kind of life that has the power to change the situation. We've got that much power in our words. You know, we don't see it as much because we did, we blow up the world. Or one another for sure. I'm sure you've never had a fight with your husband or your wife or with somebody. I'm sure your words are kind all the time. And you're in the love cycle all the time, right? <laughs> There's the honesty right there. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, and if we had that, if they came out in full power, we could kill one another. Think about it. Because we say some things sometimes, you know, thank God we're growing up, getting up, getting out of our old ways. Learning what we're saying, being kind, learning to uh, shut our mouths up, learning to listen to what's on the inside when the Holy Ghost says, don't say that. You know, learning, learning that so that we don't live under the authority of those words, so that we live under the authority of God's words. Amen? And so, there's a great example here in Matthew 8. Did you all go to Matthew 8? Good. Good. Okay, let's look at verse 5. And when Jesus was entered, to, in, entered into Capernaum, there came unto him a centurion beseeching him, and saying, Lord, my servant lieth at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. And Jesus said unto him, I will come and heal him. And the centurion answered and said, Lord, I'm not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak the word only, and my servant shall be healed. For I am a man under authority, having soldiers under me, and I say to this man, Go, and he goeth, and to another, Come, and he cometh, and to my servant, Do this, and he doeth it. When Jesus heard this, he marveled, 
and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. So what is he marveling about? The revelation that this man has about words, about the authority of words, how important words are. And he knew that if Jesus just spoke the word, that that word would have enough authority in it to bring to pass whatever Jesus speaks. And Jesus marveled at that. I'm telling you, if people start getting this revelation, God's going to marvel <laughs> when he sees us operating in the fullness of what he has for you and I to operate, that you and I are going to be in that place because then we can really begin to submit to that, to those words and watch the word of God come to pass. Amen? So he's looking, this man has a revelation of the power that when Jesus, it, and it didn't matter where Jesus was, what the distance was. It didn't matter if he was 10 miles away, 100 miles away. That man knew that Jesus' words had authority in him because he knew what authority was. And this sometimes is the short, uh, the the shortness or, or the revelation that the body of Christ is missing is where is our authority at? It's in our words. But we mix them so many times. We mix our words. And we don't see things come to pass because we're not really speaking in this kind of authority that you and I have. Because sometimes we speak death and sometimes we speak life. And what did, what did James say? He said, this ought not to be. There shouldn't be fresh water and salt water coming out together. And he's referring to our words, what we are saying. And the church is going to the place that we are going to walk in the authority and the power of our words so that when we speak, we, we want to see the miracles. We want to see God do things. But our words are lacking the authority because when we speak and we don't have confidence that they're going to come to pass. And so we stay in that fluctuation. I believe God's going to do it. Well, I hope God's going to do it. Well, maybe, maybe God's going to do it. And you start in that downward, you start switching out of life cycle into death cycle. You, you keep going back, and, and it's a vicious cycle. And we need to stay in the cycle, our confession. Now, in Hebrews chapter 3, let's look at that. Hebrews chapter 3, verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling... That's you and I. We are partakers of the heavenly calling. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession or confession, Christ Jesus. So, we've got the authority of Jesus. He is watching over our confession, but he is not going to bring to pass the words 
of doubt and unbelief, the words of death. He's the, he's the high priest over our confession of life. He will see to the words that we speak that are life, life-giving, like if we speak by his stripes, we are healed, speaking the word of God over our physical beings, agreeing with the word, what God is saying about our physical bodies, getting in agreement with that, and cutting off the death cycle and letting life come into our body. And not one minute declaring, I am healed by the stripes of Jesus. Man, this thing is never going to go away. Which words do you want Jesus to be the high priest over? Which ones do you want him to carry out? You've got a choice. Either the enemy's going to carry it out, the death cycle's going to carry it out, or Jesus is going to carry it out and it's going to bring life. Amen? Are you learning something? So we want to get out of the death cycle because I don't know about you, but I don't like that fruit. It doesn't have good, the death cycle does not have good fruit. It is to dominate you and to put you down and to steal, kill, and destroy. And the devil really doesn't need a lot of help because we do a good job with it. But we're going to change that. Amen? I want my words, and I, I'm telling you, this is what growing up, is ta he's talking about. We've got to grow up. In God, we got to grow up into that place that we quit listening to fear and doubt and unbelief and, and quit listening to that death cycle, what the enemy has to say about us. You know, all the enemy does is lie. And if he tells you, you know, that you're no good and you're never going to change and rebellion's part of your life or you're never going to prosper or whatever else he has to say, you tell him, you go speak it on, over your own self that Jesus is the high priest of my confession and I'm getting in agreement with him. Amen. Glory to God. And as he said, there shall be a performance of those things spoken to us from the Lord. So let's say what God says. So that he can perform. He wants to perform. He wants to bring in the life cycle. He wants us to live under that cycle, the cycle of life and not under the cycle of death. Amen? So look, let's look at John 6. Hallelujah. I just kind of looked at death and life and the power of the tongue in a whole different way. And I just thought, this is what we need. John 6, 63. It is the spirit that quickens, makes alive. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Can we say that? The words we speak, are they spirit and are they life? The spirit words, God's spirit words are so full of power as we just looked at in Matthew 8, that he sent his word and it brought the power of God right into that man that was sick and instantly healed him. That's how much power when the high priest Jesus is carrying out and watching over the words of life have. They can impact and they can change your situation instantly. They can do for you 
what only the Word of God can do for you. Amen? So I'm going to read it in the... Oh, I'm not. That's something else. Oh, okay. Let's just do that. Let's go to Luke 10. And we all know this. This is talking about authority. I'm talking about the authority of your words. What are you living under? And how we, we can change what we're living under. It says, Jesus, now these are the words of Jesus. Luke 10, a scripture where I believe we're all familiar with. And it, 18, and he said unto them, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, take hold of, look at. Let's see what Jesus is saying here. Let's understand what Jesus is saying here. He said, I give unto you authority. Look at your neighbor and said, Jesus is giving you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. That sounds good, doesn't it? <laughs> but we got to learn how to use it. Because that's the power of our words. To have authority over the devil, guess what we have to do? Speak. So this is what it says in the Passion Bible. Now you understand that I've imparted to you all my authority to trample over his kingdom. All authority to trample over the kingdom basically of death. Is the kingdom of darkness is a kingdom of death, right? The kingdom of darkness is a kingdom of death, right? You will trample upon every demon before you and overcome every power Satan possesses. What authority does that leave the devil? None. We've got to learn to walk in this kind of power. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you as you walk in this authority. As we walk in this authority and give no place to the enemy right? We have got to stop giving place to the devil with our words because we have submitted under his authority long enough as believers. We've lived under so many words that we have created ourselves. Words are creative power whether they're life or death. They are creative they have enough power to create anything. Think about that. Because you have that same power that weighs Jesus from the dead, and the devil is after you to speak what he wants you to speak. We speak ourselves under. We speak ourselves defeated. We speak ourselves in that place that we're not getting the breakthroughs because we are 
agreeing with the death cycle and not the life cycle. And we got to change it. Death and life are in the power, the authority of our tongue. And we're, we've got the appetite for what's going on. And, you know, I don't think anybody in here would say they have an appetite for poverty or an appetite for sickness or an appetite for that. But yet we're living under it because we're eating the words of it. Hallelujah. I'm teaching y'all pretty good tonight. Hallelujah. Your words can give power or authority to the devil or Jesus. Who are you giving them to? Who are you turning your words over to? The enemy is always there. And he is just ready. You know, when he comes and he whispers in your ear fear and doubt and unbelief, he's just there ready. Come on, just speak it out of your mouth. Come on, just get it. He wants you to get it out of your mouth because then you've just turned it to death. See, if it doesn't come out of your mouth, he doesn't have anything to work with. But if you meditate on it long enough, what are you meditating on? You think about it long enough, it begins to come out. That's what he's looking for. That's why, you know, he tries to torment and get you to think that, meditate on that. That's why he's working on that, because he's waiting for your words. He's just waiting for your words to come out. And you know what he'll do? He'll agree with you. He's real quick about agreeing. He'll tell you, you're, you're right. You're never going to get it. You'll never get your house. That's exactly right. That's not true. <laughs> but that's what he'll say. And so we've got to watch and think about, and I want all of us to really think about what authority you're living under. What words are creating your world right now? You know? We have been speaking over this house. We're one of the greatest churches in America. That's what we're declaring. That's what we're speaking. I pray you're speaking it. I pray when you come to church on Sunday morning, you're saying, we're going to one of the greatest churches in America. I want to live under those words. You know, I want to live under the devil. I want to live that the spoils are coming. I want, I want to live under that. Anybody want to live under that? I want to live that God said the spoils are coming because we won the war, so the spoils are coming. I want to live under those words. And he said, you know, you're going to see a performance of those things spoken to us from the Lord. I'm making, I'm living under those authority, that authority of what God said, regardless of what it looks like. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
by faith I am speaking what God says so that I live under that authority, so I live in the life cycle, so I live so I get the rewards of the life cycle. I am tired of rewards of the death cycle. And we've got, get, we've got to get tired enough of living under, under that death cycle that we're going to change what comes out of our mouth and live under the authority of life. Amen? See, we may have to do some repenting <laughs> over your own body, over, you know, what others may say. And let the influence of God's word, let the authority of God's word, let's choose life. Let's think about what we're saying, what we're, what we're causing to surround us, what is going on in our lives so that we start receiving our healings and receiving our breakthroughs and receiving our, our spoils and receiving what God has said about us. Amen? So we get out of the death cycle. We don't have to live there. We've got, look at it again. Can you put the passion back up there on Luke 10? He said the last, well, I'm just, I like it. Now you understand that I've imparted to you. I mean, Jesus is trying to get something to us. Amen. He said, now you understand that I've imparted to you all my authority. How much more do we need? He's got all authority, and he gave it to us. To trample over his kingdom, over the kingdom of darkness. Remember, we've been delivered. Colossians 1 says we've been delivered. 13, Colossians 1.13 says we've been delivered out of the power of darkness. We've been delivered out of that kingdom, but somehow we keep letting it in. We keep letting it work. But he says, we've got authority to stop the plan of the enemy from working in our lives. To say no more to poverty. So more, no more to get... No more just getting by. We've got to speak what God says and not allow those circumstances to dictate to us. Amen? That's how we change things. We change what we're living under. You will trample. This is a promise. These are the words in red that Jesus is saying, you will that means you have the power and you have the authority to trample upon every demon before you. Every. And overcome every power. And that word is dunamis. That's a strong power. But you got more than that. That Satan possesses. Absolutely nothing will be able to harm you. As you walk in this authority. God help us to walk in this authority. God help us to put a check on our mouth. And wasn't it King David that said <laughs> that the words, of my <laughs> the words of my mouth will be acceptable unto you? 
I'm not quoting that right, but it's something like that. Well, we need to pray that. Because some of our words are not acceptable. And he's the high priest and he's, he is not listening to them. Thank you for listening today. We believe God's word is what will sustain us in any situation in our lives. For more information, please visit us at familywc.org or you can download the app. Look for us as FWC Como. Until the next time, remember, you are God's best.